All right, welcome. This is Raymond Hawkins, your host of Not Your Father's Data Center. Uh, we are joined today by, uh, I think his official title is King of Loudoun County. Um, there's probably uh, there, there's probably a more technical term for that. Um, King, Sultan, I, I, somebody told me he was executive director of Loudoun County Department of Economic Development, but I think the, I think the king of the county sounds, got a little more ring to it for me, buddy. Well, I think, you know, uh, it's, I think King is still better than Godfather of Data Center Alley, which is that's, also That's right. I, I, that, it, it's yeah. just, it's, it's just catchier. King of the county. Um, you know, king uh, of the county. a little, a little, a little bit of a, you know, I think I, we should get you shirts. You know, I think that'd be awesome. You know, get get uh, get uh, Buddy Riser's merch, uh, as as the kids would say these days. Merch, buddy, got I, it. Yeah, yeah, uh, King of the County merch, uh, buddy. You've been with us before on the podcast. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, you know, for folks that uh, that don't have um, that episode loaded, will, will you give us a couple minutes on you? Always find that the folks understanding who we're talking to is is helpful. Uh, love for you to be a little personal about it. Where where did you grow up? Where's home? How'd you end up in Loudoun County? And how did you end up with the internet revolving around what you do? That's uh, that's that's. Uh, I don't think people realize uh, how big what you do uh, is for all the things they do on the internet. So, so connect us to there, but let's go back to the beginning. Yeah, no, I, I am uh, very excited uh, by uh, what has been a, a very interesting and uh, long and winding career. Uh, you know, I started in, in radio when I was 15 years old and uh, spent most of my life in uh, major market radio. And, uh, when uh, I guess about 16, 17 years ago, I decided it was time to, uh, I joke, grow up and get a real job. And, uh, and I had learned a lot about economic development through serving on economic development commissions and, and those kinds of things. And um, decided I wanted to give it a try to be in economic development and uh, applied to a lot of places, got uh, a couple of offers and decided that Loudoun would be a good opportunity. Gosh, that's 16 years ago now, and it's hard to believe. But, you know, when I came, my first thing was, you know, well, what is our product? What do we sell? And, you know, we had AOL and we had WorldCom and PSINet and just a lot of these, uh, you know, big tech companies and kind of identified data centers as, as an opportunity. And uh, we had these three buildings that were built pre-tech bubble and uh, then we kind of went through this process of what do we do with those three buildings? And uh, I was uh, lucky enough to be able to work with uh, your CEO, Chris Crosby, uh, when he was at, at Digital and uh, decided then and there that we would at least give a shot to trying to figure out what to do with those buildings. And we ended up coming to a deal and that was the first Digital Realty Campus. and. Uh, We've been off to the races since then, to be honest with you. We've got about 30 million square feet of data center. So, so, so early on, three buildings, what are we gonna do with these? Um, and, and, and what are we selling here? And, and I mean, I don't, certainly there was, some, there was some internet fiber infrastructure under the ground that made it uh, uh, make sense, but you really capitalized on that. So let's, let's, get, let's get back to that part of the story because it is, um, unbelievable how things have changed in 16, 17 years. 
Yeah, no question. And, you know, we had a lot of the assets and that was really my first thing. It's like I started going to data center conferences and 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 trying to learn. I got a, an early certification in data center operations just because I wanted to understand what was important. And, you know, we had available land. We had uh, readily available cheap power. We we had uh, more internet than, than anywhere in the world because May East was here at the time, Equinix uh, was here, we had WorldCom, we have an AOL, so we had infrastructure. My thing was, how do we then layer on some services on top of the infrastructure that might be able to make something really happen here? And, uh, and I'll be honest with you, you know, those early days, we were just trying to figure it out. You know, what are the important things? What are the things that we need? So, you know, we were early on and trying to figure out uh, what zoning worked and, and how that could work here. Um, we are, we learned early on that, you know, having dedicated people who knew what what data centers were and, and what the what data center industry needed uh, would help. So we created this, this fast track team that where, if you were a data center, you were pretty much getting the same people every time. So you weren't having to explain time and time again what a, what was important or why you couldn't put the loading dock here, but you needed to put it here. And, you know, so we've, we've I think we've done a lot of those kinds of things. Um, you know, we, we, we typically haven't incentivized a lot of development in Loudoun County over the years, haven't really needed to, but we did understand that there was some things that we needed to do to make it price competitive. So worked with the Commonwealth of Virginia on a sales tax incentive that became one of the first and one of the best and is is now critically important to our success. And, you know, 33 states have data center sales tax exemptions now. I was going to say the gold standard that everybody measures against, right? I mean, people, the states start with that and go, okay, here's how Virginia did it. And, and, and it's, it's where that concept started, 100%, and, and is so vital to us as developers when we think about where we're going. Hey, what's their, what's their, what's their state package look like? I mean, that's the first question we ask. So, great stuff. Yeah, and for us, you know, we wanted to provide as much predictability and certainty price-wise, process-wise, and if we could do that, then that gave me a strategic advantage to go out and market the, the county. Now, would I have ever thought that we were gonna be the largest in the world? You know, it wasn't until 2016 that we became number one. Um, and we've been kind of on a rocket ship since then. You know, as, as we're about 30 million square feet, about two gigawatts of, of critical load. Uh, and we think that we've got, we've got the headway for you know, another 20 million square feet and uh, about another two gigawatts. We could be a four gigawatt market before the end of the decade. Holy cow. So, so buddy, for, for guys listening uh, to, to this podcast, they'll understand the square footage. They'll understand the gigawatts. Um, they get the technology because it's mostly data center industry people. But I'd love it if you'd share with us what it's meant to the county and, and, and you know, uh, nothing that needs to be, you know, get anybody in trouble. But what has it meant to the county as far as how the rest of the county has developed? What has it meant to the county from a tax base? What has it meant to the county from a services perspective? Uh, to me, I think, you know, at the end of the day, in the in the chair you sit in, it, yes, there there's there's a myriad of businesses you could promote and bring to the county. This one worked out the way it did. What has it meant um, to, to Loudoun County to, to have the the hub of the Internet in your backyard? 
Raymond, I think that's a great question. And I think to, to properly answer that, you have to understand where we were in 2006, 2007, 2008. You know, we were going through a, a, a global recession, you know, the Great Recession. Uh, things were really tough. Here in Loudoun County, we at that time were uh, about 19% commercial tax and 81% residential. Of course, what drove that uh, Great Recession? Home values. Right, the, the home, home values, so, yeah, cr crash, crashing. Yeah, loss of confidence in the yeah. credit market due to homes, yeah. So if you're making most of your money, and, and we were, if you're making most of your money, your tax revenue on homes, and the values of homes go down, you're in trouble, you know? And so I came in with a charge that we've got to grow the commercial tax base. That is job one, that's why I'm here. And so uh, I started looking at, you know, what does a fast growing community really need? Well, at that point, we didn't really want a whole bunch more people. We were already growing by 15,000 people a month. Uh, you know, we were, we were growing really, really fast. So we needed to catch up. We needed to come up with some ways to do that. And, and data centers were the perfect thing for us. And because it's a high investment number, you know, we get paid on, on property tax, real property and personal property tax, big investment there, and a low drain on services. You know, and so it allowed us to catch up with schools. It allows us to catch up with roads and, and those services. You know, in 2008, you know, our tax rate had got up to $1.285 per 100. Really high. You know, data centers over the years, and, you know, we'll get over a half a billion dollars in local tax revenue this year. Data centers have, been able, have enabled us to lower our tax rate to 89, $0.89 cents last year. You know, I, I challenge you to point to any other community in the country that has been able to lower the tax rate by 40 cents and, and you know, talk about, you know, what does that mean and what does that, what does that mean to our citizens? It, it, what it means is less pressure on them as homeowners to, uh, to pay for the government. Uh, but, but it also means that we were able to build all kinds of schools and put a billion dollars into road infrastructure and bring the Washington, D.C. Metro to Loudoun County and provide great jobs and provide services and, and, and really have one of the most resilient and healthy economies anywhere in the country. And, and really, it, it, was that, it was that decision in 2006, 7, and 8 to really focus on data centers that has changed our community dramatically. So, buddy, let's. I want to connect some dots here because I think these. You know, when you look and you see incredible success stories like the data center business in Loudoun County. Um, for me, I'm, I'm like most people. I like a single cause, a single effect. It's easy for me to understand. You know, this this happened, and this is what resulted, and I can get it. But but as I hear you tell the story, what an incredible, uh, you know, confluence of events, right? Uh, the county under pressure because of the housing and credit crisis that that that, that killed home values in 0809. The county under pressure because you've got huge influx of population, right? The county under pressure because that population's tax base is getting pushed and pushed and pushed. And you, I think you said 128.5. Um, you know, you, you, you're 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 pushing that homeowner, you know, pretty hard on on supporting all the infrastructure in the county, and because of the timing of that, 
the internet is really starting to change lives. The applications are coming, the smartphones are coming, uh, what we do and how much bandwidth we eat, and, and, and that is starting to become a real thing about that time too. And to take all of that and lay it on together and now turn around and look back and see how incredibly well it fit together. And, and yeah, the fiber and yeah, May East and, and, and you, know, you had a few people, you know, a few data center or service providers already in the market, but what an incredible, um, layer of other factors, right, uh, to, to, to make for, or at least to prime the pump for what you were able to do over the next 15 years um, is, is really pretty incredible. Um, you, you think about the, the law of unintended consequences. Who would have thought a global credit crunch caused by lack of confidence in the housing market um, would would fuel the need for data centers. It's sort of a sort of a circuitous route to go. Hey, we've got an opportunity here, um, you, you, buddy. You, you mentioned a number. You said a half a billion in revenue. Is is that is that the twenty twenty three number or over a half a billion in tax revenue? Is, is that is that the run rate now? I think it was five hundred and sixty million last year. Uh, you know, I mean, I think you know, depending on 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 market conditions and dealing with some of the. Uh, market constraints that I know we'll talk about, um, you know, we, we see that as a, a billion dollar asset before the in, end of the decade. Wow, just just incredible. Um, can you give me just just for reference sake, in, in terms of the county's budget, what percentage is that half a billion dollars? It, well, I mean, it, we we estimate that the data centers are more than a third of our overall revenue. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Well, um, what you've done, and, 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 and I know folks know you, and, and you know, I, I joked at the beginning about the, the king of the county. I mean, it, not, not only you know, lots of great overlap, but, but how you embraced it, the things that you did, the, the having data center-specific people, um, understanding the business, meeting with people and understanding what they need and doing has is, is really been fantastic. And, and now let's go to the other end. You're a little bit of a victim of your own success. <laughs> so you mentioned a little bit the, the constraint. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not a secret to anyone listening to this podcast that, that, you know, there's some challenges in the county about is there any more dirt left uh, at the size that my industry needs. And, and, and the, the bigger question is, is how long are we waiting for power infrastructure? And, and uh, you know, I don't, um, you aren't responsible for creating dirt. Um, that was our, as they say, they're not, they're not making any more dirt and you're not responsible for the power grid. So, so, but, I, but I know you know them both intimately. So can you talk a little bit about um, what's going on there, buddy, and, and, and how the county is leaning in, telling the story, helping the plan? Just how, how does the county think about, you know, are there still more pockets to grow? You, you said two, meg, two gigawatts going to four, so you must think there are. Um, love to hear that. You know, t a little bit of the land story and a little bit of the power story from the county's perspective. Sure. Well, let's start with land. Um, you know, I, I think it was never our intention to be overly dependent on any single industry, just like we didn't want to be overly dependent on on residential 15, 16 years ago. So you want to take a balanced approach. And uh, and so it is important that we identify what is available for continued data center growth, but also preserving that land for other uses. Uh, other jobs, other opportunities, other growth. So, you know, we've taken kind of a strategic look. Now, you know, we do not have a lot of big parcels left today. 
Um, you know, we have a couple of things that we've kicked around. There's a huge parcel south of the airport we call Dulles Cloud South uh, that we think is a future opportunity. Um, there's some infill opportunities. Uh, you know, companies have uh, been able to strike some deals on some some land that that we're going to transform uh, and and make into to data centers. Um, but we wanted to take a more strategic look at that, and and I think we've done that. Uh, I think organic growth gets us another 10 million square feet, as if like a data center, if we didn't, you know, sell one more acre of land to a data center, I think we get another 10 million square feet easy, right? But then we have these new projects that are coming online that can really layer on in the right place with the right infrastructure. You know, when you look at the county and you, and you look at the way and where data centers typically are, it's up and down what we call data center alley. That's you know, Waxpool, Loudoun County Parkway, uh, north and south, um, then Route 50, and where and and then you know, north and south from there. Um, there's some pockets in Sterling, some pockets out near Leesburg. There's there's a lot of places, but if you look at it, and then you look at the infrastructure, you'll see that we've kind of laid it out right. You know, most of the most of the data centers are where if you were planning it from scratch, you'd want them to be. Um, so, you know, we are looking at that and we're trying to make sure that we're, we're taking a, 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 just a real thoughtful approach to it. So yeah, there's, there's, I think there is still more opportunity. Um, but eventually that opportunity will, will, you know, there's, as you know, a land rush and, and people are still trying to find property and they're paying, you know, millions of dollars an acre, you know, the deal got done just a couple of weeks ago at $3 million an acre. There's been one deal that was closer to $4 million an acre. That's a little higher than typical, but you know, I think that, that we still see that opportunity. But then we look at you know, the densification, you know, some of the one-story buildings that are approaching 15, 20 years old. You know, is there an opportunity then for um, you know, growing those and, and going multi-story? And so you know, we think there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, and I do think that that you know we are interested in continuing to grow, and we want to continue to grow what we think is the most important industry, you know, driving the industries around it. So we think there's still opportunity there. So there's land to grow in, and, and that was a great. I'm I'm a, I'm a shepherd of the county's land description, and 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 love hearing how well you know it. Um, so, so, so there's places to grow. You mentioned in that conversation, hey, can, can we increase some density, right? If we've got a 15 or 20-year-old data center building, can we refresh, multi-story? Not only that, can we just get some more power in that, in that building because now um, you know, we, can, we can run it at a higher density? That leads us to the second part of the conversation. And, and again, I know this is not your responsibility, but how's the county thinking about power, not just generation, but power distribution uh, to, to this very power-hungry industry? Yeah, and I think power is, is probably the, the, the key uh, right now. Um, there's, there's no question that, you know, over the last decade and a half that we, the Dominion has been, you know, really the gold standard in, in the industry and working with, uh, working with the industry, working with us. We've always been a great partnership. Um, we've always kind of looked at power as a given that, you know, if you give us uh, and Dominion enough time, we'll get the power there. Um, that was right up until about July of last year when 
I think a confluence of events and turnovers and changes kind of got us to a point where all of a sudden there was question that the ability to deliver power in particular to what we call data center alley proper. Uh, and that's that Eastern corridor in the county. You know, there's there's still power available in, uh, in, in a lot of the other areas, still plenty of power available where your campus is um, out by the toll road, still plenty of power available, you know, down on, on Route 50 and up and down that, that north-south uh, uh, 500 kV line. Uh, it, but it's in that specific area where where there's some challenges. Uh, and I don't want to downplay it. it. It was a shock to us. Uh, it was something we didn't see coming. Uh, it was something the industry didn't see coming. Uh, you know, uh, companies were investing billions of dollars here based on will serve letters that told them they would be able to get the power. Um, so I'm not going to downplay it at all. But when you're looking at a longevity of an industry, an industry that is still fairly nascent in its development, um, we're talking about a shortage of power that is relatively short term. Um, you know, we, we believe that we'll be able to meet all demands um, by the early parts of 2026. So while three years isn't ideal, uh, and while it does make a huge difference, uh, we're taking very proactive steps with Dominion, working hand in hand uh, to deliver the, the future power lines. Uh, at, right now, you know, we're, we're bolstering some of the existing infrastructure that will deliver some more power. We're uh, creating new substations on east and west of, uh, of a line that we're creating uh, that will help deliver that power. And uh, they have filed a, uh, a line for a, a high voltage line uh, called Wishing Star to Mars in the southern part of the county that will get us to where we need to be today, you know, where, where those power constraints will be lifted. Uh, we're fast tracking that. We're working through uh, land acquisition and all those things that you need to do. Um, and uh, we expect that, that that power will be delivered by early 26. So you're looking at, at less than three years at this point. Um, so, so, the, so there's a pause, but there's not, um, this is not doomsday. It's, it's not that the party's over. It's that, hey, we've got a bump in the yeah. road and we're going to get there. Right. And, and it, listen, it, you know, do, do we want to have our data centers with buildings that they can't fit out? Absolutely not. You know, we get uh, uh, about 15% of our tax revenue from the buildings and about 85% from the uh, equipment in the buildings. So uh, buildings without equipment inside, that's not very good for us either. Um, so we acknowledge it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a significant issue, but it's a temporary issue. And I don't think you make long-term investment decisions based on temporary conditions. That's kind of what I think. I don't want to make this episode the uh, um, Love uh, Buddy Riser uh, uh, episode, but let me just say as a representative of the industry and the developers and landowners in your county, hearing how you guys recognize the problem, hearing how you guys are helping, hearing uh, how clear you understand the problem and how you guys are fast-tracking and helping and, 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 and planning with our, our partners at Dominion, um, 
this could be so much worse and so grateful for y'all's level of understanding and your partnership. And, and I understand it helps you guys that we can energize and put servers in there. I, I get that it helps us both, but, but you, you guys are such good professionals and understand the problems and, and are doing everything to help. And for us as an industry, it's, it's super appreciated. Well, I will um, say that there's nothing wrong with a Love Buddy Riser episode, first of all. <laughs> yeah, um, so, so those of you who named my episodes, they're just a suggestion from Buddy and I, from two old radio guys, we're just an idea. <laughs> Kick it around. <laughs> but I, 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 it, I will also Valentine's say... Valentine's Day is coming, Buddy. So, I mean, hey, it's this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I will also say that I've taken my, my more than my share of, of uh, slings and arrows over over these uh, <laughs> land issues and and power issues so uh it's it's nice to get some pro positive reinforcements so thank you raymond i appreciate that but I no i mean you've had one or two tough phone calls about power buddy i can't imagine <laughs> oh it's yeah yeah thank god that chris wasn't uh wasn't one of them <laughs> all right um, all good yeah yeah but no and, and then you know we're also we're, we're planning with Dominion, we have, you know, monthly meetings at the highest level um, talking about after that, right? You know, we're delivering power in 26, but what does it look like in 28? And, and how, do we, how do we make sure that this isn't an issue that we run into again? So, you know, uh, plans are in place and we're going through that process. And, you know, hopefully if we, if we do this again in a year, we'll have another plan in place for 28 and beyond. Um, because I mean, it's, it's, you just want to make sure that you are being proactive, that you're being aggressive, that you're, you know, really working collaboratively. Somebody has to be in the middle of all this, right? Somebody has to be able to go to the industry and say, here's where we are, go to Dominion and say, here's what we need, uh, go with the county government and, and the state government and say, well, here, are, here are the priorities, here's the time, and then really figure out how do we get there? And, and that's really, you know, that's what we've been trying to do. Because at the end of the day, you know, I'm not hooking up circuits and I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not buying the, pro the properties. I'm not doing the servers. I'm not building the towers. But, you know, we're trying to facilitate um, a, a speedy remedy to this as best we can. So, buddy, you mentioned in that in that summary that you know that there's there's, there's state level stuff, uh, there's there's county level stuff. Um, you know, can, can you talk a little bit about you know we already referenced earlier that the that the the state incentive package for data centers first out of the gate and the gold standard uh, and and now emulated 30 plus states across the union. Can you talk about what's coming legislatively uh, there in the Commonwealth? Uh, what are you guys working on and, and what's 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 getting what's getting put together for what the future looks like? Yeah. And, and, and if I may, I'll start on the on the local uh, on the local scene. Yeah. You know, we're going through a zoning ordinance rewrite. And uh, I think one of the things that we have done that is unique across the data center industry is so we've had the data center industry at the table as we have planned the zoning ordinance rewrite. You know, we've talked about design standards and sustainability goals that are, that are the industry's goals. And how do we enable that? How do we make sure that we're we're doing this. I mean, when you go through a zoning ordinance process, you know, it can be very blocky and, you know, you know, by the book. And if you don't bring real world world market conditions into the discussion, I, you know, you can have a lot of unintended consequences. So um, salute to to the uh, to the industry and 
uh, Chris Curtis has, has been part of this process from your company, trying to determine like what what is it that's important? And you know, we go back to where we started 15 years ago. You know, where do you want to site? Where does the industry want to site uh, the orientation of the building? Um, you know, where do these? Uh, you know. Where do where does the office piece fit into the critical load piece? Where where do you need your loading bays to go? And and what are those things that are important to you that can that you know can achieve mutual goals, uh, our goals and yours? So um, salute to the industry for being at the table and helping us through that process. Um, I think we're going to end up in a very good place. And uh, you know it, it uh, you know. I, I talk with uh, Josh Levy, if not every day, almost every day from the Data Center Coalition. Um, it, we have the industry representatives come in and we do working sessions every couple of weeks in my office uh, as we try to get to this. So all that I think is really important. On the state level, you know, the Commonwealth uh, has really uh, recognized the opportunity for data centers across the Commonwealth. And so, you know, there's steps being taken now to try to make sure that we're able to um, to meet that from a Commonwealth perspective as well. Uh, we'd like to grow uh, data centers across the Commonwealth. Uh, you know, I always say if it can't be here um, in Northern Virginia, you know, and that's Loudoun, Prince William, and you know, Fauquier and Stafford to some extent. You know, where where else? And they built something really good in Henrico and, and near Richmond and. Are there other opportunities, you know, the Virginia Beach landing? So I think the state is incentivized to continue to look for those opportunities. Uh, my thing right now, the, I think the most important thing that can be done in the current session and, and in, in uh, other sessions is um, either to extend the sunset on the tax incentive, which right now is scheduled to end in 2035, or just eliminate the sunset. Um, we need to give the industry uh, what we've tried to give from the from the very beginning, and that is certainty, certainty in process, certainty financial, uh, certainty in your your tax liability. So, you know, I think that that's something that we're working very hard on uh, as as a state. Um, I think our legislators are uh, incentivized and committed to trying to create that great environment across the Commonwealth. So, so you raise a a, a point that I thought I'd, I'd ask a question about. What is the Buddy riser sweepstakes look like. I mean, how many times are the county, other counties, calling trying to recruit you away? I mean, are you are you under long term contract? When do you become a free agent? Um, are there offers? Hey, we'll give you four legislators and a and a you know a mayor to be named later in exchange for Buddy today. I mean, what's it like? I mean, they, they, there's got to be counties clamoring for you to come help them build this business. Well, I mean, I think it's it's you know get, you get a mixed bag. You you know you get the good, but then you get all the the baggage that comes with that. <laughs> Uh, so, so, so your, you your agents sure. fielding offers from all over count, yeah. counties, all over the state. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, it's a package. Deal. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I think that if you talk to anybody in the Commonwealth, they'll tell you that I have tried to um, not only be uh, conscious of this industry in Loudoun, but across the Commonwealth. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm at a point where. Uh, I, it would be hard to uproot me, and I think everyone, uh, you know, I, I love what I'm doing. I'm committed to this, and you know, in a weird kind of way, I, I feel a responsibility now to get through the 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 challenges we're we're dealing with now before I'd even think about anything else. Uh, but not you're, only you're breaking I mean, I, you're breaking economic development hearts all over the state. 
everybody. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, you know, but I think that that you know, I, I in addition to the Commonwealth, where you know the governors current and past have asked me to help across the state. Uh, Senator Warner has asked me to help other jurisdictions across the state. I think all that's great. Uh, but I also think from an industry standpoint, you know, you'd be amazed at how many calls I get from, you know, outside of Detroit or Idaho or, you know, really all over the country and kind of, um, you know, picking my brain about how we built what we built. And, and I don't think it's rocket science. I think I think it's just you know, putting, you know, I always say, let's, let's make it easy for our businesses to spend money. If, if we can make it easy for them to spend money, then, then every, you know, good things come. But, you know, I've also been working a lot internationally. Have you, have you been talking uh, to my ex-wife, making it easy to spend uh, money? I did. <laughs> right. Uh, she, she has I, a seminar know, on the, it too, just so you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been uh, I've been working in India to to uh, to help them with their data center. I had uh, I was honored to have uh, lunch with the president of Ghana uh, in December, and he spent the entire lunch asking me about data centers. And so uh, he has invited me to come speak to uh, the legislators in Ghana in in June to just talk about our experience. So, you know, it's not a zero sum game anymore. You know, it's not like if, if we don't win or if somebody else wins, we lose. You know, it, it, it's really important, I think, because the future of not only, you know, <laughs> the economy, which has become a digital first economy, that can't operate without the infrastructure. And the infrastructure that enables that is the data center. So, you know, it, it's important, you know, it, it becomes an equity issue. You know, if you talk to the president of Ghana, as I did, he'll tell you that, you know, he wants to have that, the internet be ubiquitous there, like it is here. You know, he wants to make sure that people can use medical health over the internet, uh, banking and, and security and emergency services and opportunity. You know, this is the infrastructure that enables that. So. Uh, I, I do think it's part of my mission at this point in my life to uh, expand that as much as I can in, in my own little way, well beyond the boundaries of Loudoun County. Well, Buddy, as, as for me, a fitting way to close the uh, uh, Love Buddy Riser episode, um, the things you just the things you just rattled off, right? For for you to, to you to go talk in Africa, you're going to book a plane ticket and you're probably going to do it via the internet. And, and you're going to probably have an Uber drive you to the airport and, and someone's going to have Chewy deliver dog food to their house and someone's going to order Uber Eats and someone's going to, you know, uh, or, or, or watch Netflix. Uh, and all of that happens over the Internet. And, and there's lots of people, lots of smart, hardworking, good people that enable that digital infrastructure. And, and for me and for our industry, you're one of those key people. And thank you for how uh, what an incredible job you've done shepherding the county, shepherding clearly the most important market in North America and, and the world and uh, you're a great friend to us great friend to the industry and and a great steward for uh, for helping the planet uh, get more digital and, and hearing you doing that in Africa is pretty cool man thank you so much for chatting with me again I know our, our folks that listen to us like listening to you and, and hearing what's going on and it's been great to have you buddy thank you it's it's been an honor I, I mean I, I, I love uh, what you guys are doing I think that you created an important uh, leg in in building this digital infrastructure. Uh, 
you know, all hail to to the King, King Crosby and uh, Chris Curtis, my, my good friend and, and you and, and really your whole team. It's, it's, uh, it's an honor to work with you. And uh, it's been uh, in all seriousness, you know, the, uh, joking around the, the, the Love Buddy Riser uh, episode. I just want to try to make as much of an impact as I can. And, um, you know, if, if I can do that, you know, at the tail end of my career, I, you know, I, I take that as a win. So I'm excited uh, for what we've been able to accomplish and uh, excited for the opportunity to kind of spread that message. Awesome. Buddy, thank you for joining us. And, man, we look forward to uh, – you already pre-booked it. We'll be doing this again next year. L love hearing what you're doing yeah. there in the county and love hearing how things are going. And uh, if we sunset that 2035 uh, date, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're doing our part. We, we, we're, right. we're doing our part.